Hello world, welcome back to another episode of Navigating the True North. I'm Tamika. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're going to be talking about fear. Yes, and we're going to really look at how fear can be a driving force, but how to overcome those emotions, but knowing that it also takes a process to do so. Right, and the good thing about it is that we've been given every tool that we need to overcome this and any other thing that life throws at us. So let's get to it. Today, we're going to be talking about a pretty common emotion that most of us, I'd even venture to say all of us, have experienced at some point or time in our life, or may even be experiencing it now, and that is fear. Yeah, absolutely. Fear is very prevalent, and it can kind of catch you off guard, too. You know, you're just reading an article, and then at the end, you're like, oh, I didn't mean to be triggered and have fear right now in my mind, but it's just one of those things that as humans, we do experience it. Yeah, you know, like, think about it. Say you get some bad news Mm -hmm. delivered to you. Nine times out of ten, your first emotion or first response to that news is fear. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? What if? And you can fill in the blank there. But nine times out of ten, that first emotion that we feel is fear. And from there, there's a trickle-down effect of other emotions that just rise up that we have to deal with and process through just based off of that that fear that we feel. Yeah, and fear of fear is very, very powerful sometimes. Crippling it, sometimes. Yeah, and fear can be a constant thing too. Like you could be in a season where you're in fear, you're kind of sitting in it. And I have a a very similar example to that in my own life. Uh, You know, I've shared with you all before on this podcast that I have a congenital heart defect. And with that, I've had to have uh, open heart surgeries several times. And when I was younger, my parents, they didn't know, you know, the longevity of my life. And while I, I grew up semi-normal, I had you know some procedures here and there or whatnot, I, I developed this thinking that I actually didn't know I had until I went to therapy. Mm. And it was driven a lot by fear. So I'll kind of give you an example and go a little bit deeper. Uh, but I was in therapy for a completely different issue in my life, a completely different experience. And you all probably know who has been in, who have been in therapy that you go for one thing and you end up discovering other things. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what happened to me. I was like, wow, I didn't know I need to deal with this issue. Uh, so you know, as we're talking, you know, we got to a point where we were talking about my past and we were talking about you know my health and. Uh, I, you know, she would always ask me, you know, why are you like running around crazy and trying to like overwhelm yourself and have these expectations on your life? You know, you you never let yourself breathe. You never Mm. let yourself feel. And I was just, you know, pondered that thought. And I was like, you know what? I do a lot of what I do based out of fear. I, you know, went to college and had to finish in four years out of fear that I wouldn't graduate because I would die. I got a job right away and went to, or, and then I, because I was fearful, I wouldn't be able to make it into the working world. I was always fearful, like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to find someone to marry me who's going to take on, quote, this burden? Mm. And in that, what I realized, it was this fear of death. Wow. This fear of missing out. I, I think it's called FOMO now these days, these kids, fear <laughs> of missing out. I think it's probably a different context than what I'm talking about. But I realized I was so... Um, rushed in all my life that I didn't feel the I wasn't in the moment because I was thinking about my death. Wow. 
And and then it got spiraled so out of control because I wasn't dealing with it that I would think about my death every single day. Wow. About dying. And not I'm not talking about committing suicide. That's not what I'm saying here. But I'm talking about, oh, wow, I could be crossing the street and then a semi can run me over. Like how you would die. How I would die. Yeah. Yeah. And then it spiraled into, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss out on things. Like, I'm not going to see, like, my brothers get married. I'm not going to have a child. And it just, like, over, it was, it was very overwhelming. Yeah, it sounds like it kind of, kind of like the trickle-down effect, right? It started out as fear, then it moves into fortune-telling and oh. prediction. Yes! And- <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have said it better, fortune-telling. yeah. You know, I probably experience fear most when something catches me off guard. Mm. Like the other day, as you know, I got uh, a phone call telling me that my mom was en route to the emergency room. And just to give you a little bit of background on that, my mom, she's pretty young. She's um, about to turn 50, but around 30, she had a major stroke. And ended up being paralyzed down her left side of her entire body. Wow. And, you know, thank God, even contrary to what the doctors believed, she did make a full recovery. Like, 99%, wow. which in my opinion is a full recovery that's almost. A, that's a miracle, actually. It is, because the doctors, uh, they thought that she would continue to be paralyzed for all of her life. Like, that's how bad her nerve damage was as a result of that stroke but anyway i got this phone call from my sister that she was on her way to the emergency room because she was experiencing stroke-like symptoms again your mom was on her way yeah my mom Mm -hmm. yep she was on her way to the emergency room because she was having feelings of like numbness in her hands and arms and blurred vision and uh, slurred speech And all of these symptoms are synonymous with stroke. Mm -hmm. And so she was on her way to the emergency room. And, you know, I called her right away. But in my heart, I automatically assumed the worst. Like, my mind just went to a place of fear. And what if she's having another stroke? What if she's going to die? What if I have to bury my mom, you know, Mm -hmm. and combating those thoughts is really hard, especially when you're right in the moment. Oh, absolutely. It's our, it's our nature to kind of sit in those what ifs. Yeah. Negative what ifs. I don't think I've ever, to be honest in a, in a time like that, like, Oh, what if it's a miracle? And you know, you make it out alive. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't go smiling around when things happen like that. Yeah. It's a process, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and that process for me is, First of all, being aware that I'm being fearful in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So I went through those feelings and for a little bit of time in all of the different thoughts that I was thinking and it trickled down into me fortune telling and basically planning my mother's funeral, (laughs) which is ridiculous. But at some point, I had to be aware that fear was driving me, kind of reel it back in and then I was able to direct myself to a place of prayer and submitting that anxiety and the fears that I was having to the Lord mm-hmm. and turning that over to him and asking 
him to help me to process what was going on, to help my mom in the situation that she was in. And when I could get to that place, I felt a lot of comfort. I felt a lot of ease in handing that over to the Lord. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen that fast, right? right? I'm sure it was not just one prayer and then, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Right. You know, it, it sometimes, like you said, it's a process. You know, it's, you have to go through those emotions and you have to go through sometimes the what ifs. It's important not to stay there. Right. And then to pray. And then again, prayer might mean a couple times of praying. You know, for me, you all, it was years. Yeah. It was years. And I think also, you know, not only prayer, but sometimes to have that trusted person to open up to about your fears, to be authentic and to be real. For sure. And to not have a facade. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, well, I know, again, for me, talking through those things is what brings me peace. You know, having someone that you trust, whether it's a friend or a counselor or whoever that person is in your life, it's when you begin to open about open up about the things that you're fearful about and then you have dialogue between you and that other person, you might get things from a different perspective, you might get understanding. And for me, I'm just happy to feel released so that I've gotten it out and it's now, you know, in a safe place and I don't have to hold it any longer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what... For me, I found my therapist was that person, you know, in the example that, you know, I shared today about my story and it did take time. It did take a lot of processing and, you know, she held my hand through some of it. But then as, you know, we went along, um, I started to kind of own my fear. I think you also have to own your fear yeah, and not avoid it. I started to own my fear and I started, fi- I started to figure out, okay, this is actually coming from all my past issues yeah. and my past experiences. Uh, and then I just, what I started to do, Tamika, is I started to cast down those fears. Yeah. Like when I started to have them, I was like, God, this is not, this is not, this is not rational. Who thinks about getting hit by a bus? Yeah. So you pulled out your fly swatter. <laughs> I did pull out my fly swatter. Yeah. And started swatting those things down. I did. Yeah. I did. But again, it took that trust. It not only took prayer. Because I think it's very important to pray and submit to God, but also we've talked before, even earlier today, that we also have to take a step. Yeah. You know, anytime we're growing or getting over fear or whatnot, we have to lean forward. But in this instant, for me, leaning forward was therapy. Yeah. And it took years. So it, sometimes it's not right away, but coupled with God, prayer, and therapy or talking to a friend or working out, you are able to overcome those fears. Yeah, and I, th- I like that you put that into like a step-by-step process because it's not like a one-and-done magic trick remedy to mm-hmm. get rid of fear. It's something that's very real that all of us experience, but those things, being aware of it, taking a step towards it, uh, ca- uh, casting it down or fly-swatting it down, mm-hmm. And then surrendering it to God, those are all important parts that help us to overcome fear. Mm -hmm. I think another part that helps us to overcome it is being aware that of where fear comes from. Mm. There's a scripture that says that God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. If we break that down we understand that anytime we fear we feel fearful 
that's not something that is given to us from God. And so when we're aware of that, it makes us more prone to want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Being aware of it, knowing that it's not coming from God. And if it's not coming from God, then we know who it's coming from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when Satan gives us those, when he sends us like those feelings of fear and timidity and we can understand that hey you know what this is this is not something from god i gotta work through to get through this and give it back and cast it back to wherever it came from because Mm -hmm. it's not for me yeah yeah and again it may be a ping pong ping pong game back and forth back and forth you know our fly swat or a ping pong game going on but yeah, and I, and I think when you understand something like that scripture, and again, you meditate on it, you mm-hmm. know, that fear is not from God, it's from Satan. Um, it really is kind of a game changer. And again, I can't stress this enough. I think I've talked about it over and over in this single podcast. It's a process. Yes. Like, it is a process. And even if you feel like you are at the best relationship with God you've ever had, it's still a process. It is, and it's a learned behavior. Yes. It's a learned response to something that is very common in all of our lives. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess now walking in faith and knowing that verse and meditating that verse, it when fear does come up in my life, I, I try to step back and I try to meditate and think about that, that scripture. Um, but again, it's a ping pong match. It is. And, you know, I love what the scripture says. It, it tells us, one, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? Mm-hmm. But then it tells us what he has given us. Mm. And it says power, love, and self-discipline, mm. right? So when we have these feelings of fear, we can rest confidently in the fact that God has given us the power to overcome those fears. Mm. He's given us everything that we need Um, and we need to be aware of our resources that we have to combat this thing called fear. Mm -hmm. He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us self-discipline to be like aware of where we are in those moments of feeling fearful and then picking up our spiritual weapons to combat that fear. Yeah. And spiritual weapons meaning prayer, Mm -hmm. praise, Mm -hmm. surrender, um, sharing in a trusted space. These are all tools that we have that we can use to combat the spirit of fear. Yep, absolutely. So it's it's one fear thought and all those weapons to destroy it. Yeah, when you put them side by side, yeah. fear looks kind of small. Yeah, you're you know? like your own army. <laughs> <laughs> which one, which tool am I going to use today? <laughs> yeah, I think um, we just have to be aware. You know, aware of the resources that we have, aware of the fact that it's not from God and that we have the power to overcome fear. It doesn't have to drive uh, our lives to a point where we just can't see past it and it's crippling us. You know, we have the power to combat that stuff. And you know, what just came to mind is that fear steals joy. Oh, it's a major joy killer. And, you know, we if. If you start our day with all of our thinking about all of our blessings and being thankful, and then fear interrupts that day, our joy is stolen. And so I just think that is one of those things I've been processing, 
And if I'm sitting in fear, it's like stealing what's in front of me and the goodness that I have. Yeah, it makes complete sense because the scripture that we just talked about says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we know that the enemy has given it to us and his sole mission in life is to steal, kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. So he's come to steal our, in your example, joy through fear. Yep. Exactly. But we have the power to take it back, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I always am amazed how much power God's given us, you know. But, you know, my biggest takeaway from today is just, you know, meditating on that verse of, you know, that, that fear is not from God and that we as humans have the power to overcome it with him by our side. And that he's given us all those tools, right? Yeah. I think that's my biggest takeaway, knowing that, you know, fear is just one thing, but when I align that with all the tools and resources that God has given me through his word and through his promises, that I can overcome fear with those tools. I don't have to live in it, and I don't have to accept that as my destination. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Yeah, this has been short, but really good and yeah. sweet. I mean... Fear is so common, and I hope that you've been able to relate to us in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and that helps you to overcome any fears that you all have. Yeah, so be sure to follow us on um, social media. We're on Instagram, NTTN Podcast. Until next time. Bye. Bye.